what caused me to be constantly chronically holding my shoulders in a place of fear. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. In today's episode, we are talking about how stress and trauma is connected to our physical bodies and how we can heal at our deepest level. This is such an important episode for everyone to listen to. I am so passionate about healing our bodies from the root cause, not just on the surface level. So with us today is Dr. Nima Ramani. Nima is a chiropractor turned edutainer and known by his family as the Wrapping Stress Doctor. Nima captivates and educates audiences of all ages with his unique ability to share his message of love, wisdom, and life mastery through words, music, and humor. So with the topic of healing, there's obviously going to be triggers that come up. So I do have to give you a trigger warning for this episode, but do listen on because you'll learn why triggers are important and why we shouldn't be avoiding them, but instead using them for our spiritual growth. All right, here is Dr. Nima Romani. Hi, Nima. Welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm really glad to be having this conversation with you. Same. I'm excited to have you on. So I was interested in your story. You went from being a chiropractor to now being kind of an edutainer on stress and healing your body. So how and why did you do that? Wow. Pretty much every person coming to see me was dealing with a stress-related problem. And so after about 10 years of kind of exploring the mysteries of the mind-body connection, I wanted to address you know the the root cause of why people were coming to see me in the first place so you know I, I always dreamed of making a deeper impact than just just talking about you know back pain and neck pain and then lo and behold I had an opportunity one day uh, this patient of mine who came in with a great deal of agony with her lower back but also was dealing with a long laundry list of symptoms like high blood pressure anxiety depression uh, blood pressure issues she was taking pills for all of them and she had one of those stories of suffering that you know she was constantly telling this story of suffering and so yeah. i didn't really address it and so after a few months of care, she was doing so much better. Mm. She was off of all of her pain medications and she no-shows for an appointment one day. And lo and behold, her her uh, husband answers the phone when we call and she, they said that uh, she died of a heart attack that day. Oh, wow. That day. So, oh, my goodness. So at that moment, I decided I wanted to kind of offer something deeper for my patients. Mm -hmm. So I created a three-hour workshop on Saturday mornings called Life Skills for a Stressful World. And that was about 11 years ago. And over the years, that to make a completely long story short, that three-hour workshop on Saturday morning has now turned into a three-day retreat. Mm. So I now teach people how to get to the root cause of their stresses, their unconscious complexes, their old wounding that had them feel unworthy of love starts to come to the surface. 
and gives us an opportunity for healing, true healing to happen, where it's, where it's a complete shift of a relationship that they have with themselves, which then trickles down into every relationship of their life and their feeling of purpose and worthiness and all of that starts to dissolve and you're able to step up into your next level. Yeah. And can you talk about the relationship between these different emotional traumas and stress and the actual physical problems in your back? You know, it's very common for people to have neck issues, shoulder issues, back issues. But I mean, what is the relationship that you've seen? Well, it's, you know, a patient will come in and uh, they're complaining of neck pain, headaches. And of course, when I'm observing the body from that perspective, I can easily find interference in the nervous system at the neck. And we can say that it's definitely being caused Mm -hmm. by, you know, injuries, improper posture, misaligned vertebrae that cause the muscles to spasm and the nerves to pinch and irritate. And we can address those. But the questions never asked what caused me to be constantly chronically holding my shoulders in a place of fear, in a place of a lack of safety. Mm -hmm. And when you examine those Mm -hmm. questions, you see that the person shows up in life just not feeling safe in their body in general. Maybe it feels like they're overloaded at work or maybe they're stuck in a, a toxic relationship that they they're in a codependency where they've lost their power and they don't know who they are. And that's very uh, mm-hmm. traumatic, especially if it's bringing up old feelings of betrayal, abandonment that haven't been really healed. They're unhealed wounds. So we literally carry them in the tissues of our body. And if, mm-hmm. you know, by the time they reach the point where you've had symptoms, you have this problem that's been kind of festering for a very long time. So slowly as my career developed, I wanted to take it further than just back pain, neck pain, and then really ask them, you know, how long did this start? Where did these problems begin? The question you want to ask is, what was going on in my life around the six-month mark surrounding when I first started feeling these symptoms? Mm. Do you find that it once people have addressed this like root cause, does the what happens to the physical symptom? Do you still have to fix it physically or does it heal itself? Good question. Well, the the first step is becoming aware of what the what the conflict is. And that's the beginning of the work. You're like, "Oh, I know. It was after the divorce. Mm. It was so and so." And the next part of the work is to heal the wounding behind that. So heal the stories around it, the relationships, learn how to emotionally regulate. When you do that, the physical symptoms heal much faster. Mm. You are going so much faster into warp speed, your healing, if you uh, address the higher levels, like the the top down and the bottom up, the the cognitive work, the stress, the trauma, as well as the structural in the in the body. So we we I like to focus on both in, in my events. We do both. Oh, so you do both the the emotional healing and the physical. Correct. Exactly. At my mm-hmm. live events, wherever they are around the world, everybody gets you know their whole nervous system analyzed. They get adjusted, and then uh, we also do somatic breath work healing. Uh, yeah. where we kind of old traumas that get stuck in the body that you don't even know that there through a breathwork meditation, they can come up and we can then yeah. see them and then start to do the, the important work to unpack it and to change the stories cognitively and then remove the stress from the body too. 
Yeah, I love breath work. I love how healing it is. And I think you're so cool because you connect these spiritual healing modalities or whatever to, you know, your practice. You're connecting what's not physical to the physical. And I think not many people do that. So have you gotten pushback from the medical community, doctors, people who don't believe in what you do? My biggest supporter is a medical doctor and a neuroscientist his name is uh, Dr. Russell Kennedy, mm-hmm. and he helps people with anxiety. And he left the medical profession because he realized that the medical profession doesn't help for chronic problems. Yes. And so he had he just suffered from burnout from kind of like not really helping people mm-hmm. with medicine. So he left his profession, and we've crossed paths. And, and what does he do he now? Basically, is like wow. He's like he, he we're we're basically teammates mm-hmm. on, on the path of actually helping people with, with, you know, structural, emotional problems, all sorts of agony. So it depends on who you ask, mm-hmm. but basically the, the methodologies that I use are based in neuroscience. So it's not like you can refute the tools and strategies that we have because it's both from a cognitive based perspective and a somatic based perspective. And it involves one-to-one sessions as well as group, Mm -hmm. as well as homework. It's an all-around education on learning how to increase the capacity of your nervous system. So it's not a Mm -hmm. pushback. It's like, are you willing to learn how to increase your capacity or are you going to kind of stay stuck and, and not really address your wounding? Exactly. So I feel like a lot of like the medical industry is very rigid in that state because I didn't tell you this before the interview, but my boyfriend also deals with chronic issues that Mm -hmm. no one has been able to diagnose for many years. He's seen a neurologist, uh, like allergy doctor, just it's one of those things that I'm sure it's rooted in deeper things like what you talk about. Well, here's the question you want to ask your partner is when these symptoms came up, what was going on? What was the conflict in his life yeah. months before there? Months and before it was that happened. From, I think he was just starting a new business at the time. And the headaches started exactly. coming on. And But the, the problem is trying to backtrack and try to heal. And, you know, I, I am not him. So I can't force him to go through these these things. Like yeah. He has to learn in his own way. I know. Way. That, 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 that can sometimes be frustrating when you want to get people to... Just you really want somebody to heal. You're you're bringing up a very important point, Eileen. Is that sometimes you see somebody struggling with something and you want them to go deeper with their healing, but you yeah, can't. can't you said them. it right there. Mm-hmm. They they can only go as far as they're aware. Yeah. And so my hope is that that if you're listening out there and you know somebody who's dealing with a chronic problem and you know that you know that you know it's to do with it was done it. It came up after a major conflict, whether it was starting a new business where you're bumping up against all of your scarcity fears Mm -hmm. that were in childhood, all of the fears and the anxieties of your unworthiness start to show up because you haven't addressed those in childhood. It's going to slow you down when you step up into a higher level. It's terrifying Mm -hmm. going into entrepreneurship or an old wound that all of your chronic problems started after a breakup. Mm You're wise to really look and, and and make that a priority to, to heal that. If you have any chance of healing, you must go back and, 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 and deal and dance with that devil. I mean, to you, what is the process of healing? 
I know you have your your method. So what mm-hmm. what do you how do you lead people through this? Good question. So I, I I have a show on YouTube called Trigger Proof where I pretty much talk about the model that I've uh, came up with by my you know through my own discoveries and my own healing recoveries is the first step to to on this path is to learn to, how to master nervous system regulation. So the art of becoming oriented back into your body, to become good at your own neurofeedback system, to become good at your senses again, Mm -hmm. because the traumas you've gone through have caused you to detach from your body. Mm -hmm. A lot of times these chronic issues are your body's way of connecting you back to with itself because you dissociated after your trauma. Mm-hmm. It always has to do with trauma. Yeah. Always, 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 always. So it's just been my, my experience. I can always trace it back to people. And, and I can hear myself saying, whenever I say always, that means my ego's talking. <laughs> it's never always. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's common. I'm going to change it yeah. to it's, it's common, Lisa. I, I, I don't want to get too cocky about it. <laughs> and so the work becomes then first to learn how to regulate your nervous system. The second, step is to make a list of all the grievances and resentments that you Mm -hmm. have in your life. So he's going to want to look for what's going on with his mother and his father and his brother and sister and any stories of shame that you're holding on to. A lot of it comes from shame. You're going to be surprised how many people are holding on to an old sexual experience that they did with somebody that they're still holding on to Mm -hmm. shame about. And if I'm, and if you're listening and this is triggering you, one of the biggest things I I, I say to people, you know, when I'm being interviewed is it comes with a trigger warning. When I speak, I generally speak to, there's nothing more triggering than the truth. So when I'm getting, cutting right to your truth, you can tell because there's a physiological reaction you'll have Mm -hmm. to what I'm saying. And you'll blame it on me that I'm an asshole. But actually what I'm doing is I'm exposing a truth that you haven't wanted to face, right? So pay attention to your triggers. Mm -hmm. That's what I say too. I mean, people try to avoid their triggers, but a trigger is there to help you be aware of yourself and then start to heal. Mm, totally. It's a window. It's a window. Mm-hmm. It's a portal to self-love if you learn how to play it right. And conflict mm. can be a portal to deeper intimacy if you learn how to play it right. In fact, the two most important skills you're going to learn in 2020, I believe, is how to take your triggers and turn it into self-love rather than self-abandonment yeah. and rejection. Love and that. how to turn your conflicts into deeper intimacy. Mm. So after you're aware of all of this, so you're, you're saying the next step is to turn it into self-love. Mm-hmm. What is, how does that work? <laughs> how does that work? Good question. Well, if you get triggered and I say something to you that really bothers you, let's say, okay, with everything going on, like I've, I've just been talking about this to a lot of my clients, this coronavirus thing that's happening is triggering the crap out of the whole mm-hmm. world, but it's not about the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. This is years and generations of inherited trauma. And specifically in your case, our case, specific memories are coming up of familiar unsafety. Mm-hmm. So there'll be months away, years away, 
in the past where something's come up and you're not feeling safe. There was a transition that you went through. Maybe it was 9-11. You had a really difficult time because you were in Manhattan at the time and you didn't know what, you know, this, if the sky was falling, what was going to happen and what's, where's, how's the, how's, how are we going to, you know, adapt to this? The world is totally different. And now we're in the same situation. You could be feeling all of these triggers, but the first step to healing them is to know to go back to those old wounds and to start yeah. to get into your body and to have some support in going in and and reconnecting with the wounded part of you that went through all of that and to converse and to have a reconnection where you had once mm -hmm. fragmented and to reestablish the bond of where you were fractured with yourself yeah. because of trauma. And so healing those past relationships, those past stories, looking at the stories that you are making out about yourself and about other people, then repairing that with your, mm -hmm. with the relationships and then learning how to dance with that voice in your head that says that you're not worthy of love and uh, learning the art of empathic communication with yourself and others and having a community for you to gain the support and the challenge of that's basically yeah. in a nutshell what it takes and you multiply that or you expand that into three months or a year and you have a completely different life than you do than the one that you have now yeah i've been through healing myself and just hearing you talk about the process makes me wish every person on the planet knew about this yeah like they i just wish because there are so many people who are so scared they're fighting over toilet paper at the yep. grocery stores and it's it's crazy and it's yeah, I mean, that's why it's so important for you to like just keep sharing this because totally. and I, I'm doing my best to share this on my platforms. Thank we you. We all need to heal. If seriously. anybody has a, a podcast or they are, in, you know, they resonate with what, what I'm sharing, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on my Instagram at Dr. Nima. Uh, mm -hmm. Make sure you... Um, hang out for content about this stuff constantly or the best place to come is to my my facebook group it's called trigger proof if you just go to facebook and you uh, go trigger proof it's how to regulate stress and boost immunity during a crisis mm -hmm. um, i basically teach daily lessons and helping you get back into your body hi love are you tired of feeling lost in life frustrated at feeling so stuck you deserve a life full of purpose. No more putting off your dreams, no more fear holding you back. You can design your ideal life and turn it into a reality starting today. To guide your journey, I made the Create Your Dream Life online course, a six-week program with videos and exercises to help you break free from limiting mindsets, take meaningful action on your dreams, and start truly living your life. It took me eight years of messy mistakes, trial and error, and DIY exercises to finally create the life I live today where so many of my dreams have become a reality. This course is my eight years of experience distilled into a step-by-step -step program designed to help you figure out how to create a meaningful and fulfilling life. To get started, go to lavendaire.com slash dream life to enroll today. You want to enroll soon because I'm doing a live Q&A at the end of May in our Create Your Dream Life Facebook community. So again, the link to join is lavendaire.com slash dream life. Do you feel like you've seen people who are like fully healed or is it just like an endless process? Yeah, it's a never ending journey. 
of healing. You never get a, there's no finish line to the work. There's always a new layer. There's always a new trigger because once you get to that level, you're now called on to expand to a greater level. Yeah, true. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the common things that people have had to heal from in your workshops. So what would you say are the common ones and how do we deal with them? Are you saying the most common challenges that people come in? Yeah. It's this feeling of stuckness. Okay, you're feeling in your relationship where you feel like you're you're just not moving. There's this lack of connection or lack of intimacy. This feeling of should I stay or should I go is very common. Mm. That that can also happen in your work where you're just feeling disconnected from yourself. And so yeah. this is basically a I believe this is the real epidemic is it's this whole coronavirus epidemic is exposing the fact do we have an epidemic of people that are completely disconnected from themselves? It's it's a mm-hmm. exposing that because when I do this work and heal, I feel grounded in myself. Uh, the symptoms that that you'll notice come up when this is a problem is a real deep need to be uh, validated mm-hmm. by others. You need to be liked. Commonly, you'll get into codependent relationships, whether you're the narcissist that can't, you know, that needs the validation and needs the attention, uh, or you're the codependent that is kind of enabling that narcissist because you've kind of abandoned yourself and uh, became a pleaser and a fixer and a rescuer, and that's how you got your identity. And now the relationships turn volatile and toxic, and you don't feel seen and heard, and you're blaming the you know the perpetrator of it and not really seeing and owning your part and uh, you're feeling dissociated and disconnected from your relationships and not really knowing who you are feeling like you're putting on a mask in front of everybody mm-hmm. and not really having something meaningful that you're living towards and here's the greatest symptom of all hypersensitive to mm-hmm. triggers people get to you and you don't have an ability to regulate yourself. You're so governed by outside voices, i.e. running towards approval and running deep away from criticism that you just can't sit there and hear feedback because it hurts too much because you have to put on this perfect act to feel worthy of love. And so that shows up in so many Mm -hmm. ways. And if not regulated, it'll show up in your health. And so the answer is to go back upstream and reestablish that connection with you when you were fractured and heal that relationship. And then so lo and behold, your health, your, your, your partner's health will completely transform after about three, three months of yeah. doing it. We've seen massive transformations of people, whether he's dealing with a digestive problem, a hormonal issue, headaches and chronic tension that came up after a certain period of time. If he just learns the tools of self-regulation, he can reduce his headaches Mm. like dramatically. Crazy stuff. It's easier to take a pill though. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what like the medical industry wants you to do. Can you give everybody like a goal to to work towards as they're healing is there like what is the goal the goal is to become trigger proof the goal is to gain these four things it's a really great question mm. you want to learn these skills in 2020 the first one is to you want to learn the art of emotional regulation so that when you're out you can be around others and have them have opinions and feelings and it doesn't kind of phase you or you're not as so drawn into the story and you're not Mm -hmm. so at the effect of other people. 
that you have a stillness in the calm. You want to be able to emotionally regulate for that. That's the first one. The second thing you want is to have healthy relationships. You want to have a situation where there is no room in the world that you're afraid of walking into because you're bumping into someone. Mm -hmm. If you are afraid to walk into a room in this earth because you're afraid to bump into someone because of an incomplete you're you're lacking your full potential power there's a lack of power that's happening that's mm-hmm. available to you when you learn how to get complete and fall back into integrity with that and to just get to learn the art of really understanding yourself in that dynamic understanding the other person seeing both sides seeing the wounding that brought them there that caused the fracture in the relationship and really learning the art of putting it back together not just for the sake of you know always having everyone in your life. No, but for the sake of just having freedom that you don't have something over your head, you're, a, lot of, a lot of your anxiety comes from those open loops. Mm. You haven't spoken to your father in four years. You and your mother are not speaking. You think that you're doing yourself a favor by casting them away, but there's always a open loop happening that mm. when you learn the art of closing it, you are on a different level of yeah. existence. It's pretty powerful. So uh, the second, that was the second thing is uh, healthy relationships. The third thing you want, the goal is to have a cause or a meaning, a purpose that's greater than you, a work that is meaningful, that brings the suffering and the challenges of life some sort of – some reason. reward or reason. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're you – know, he who has a why big enough can bear almost any how. Right. So uh, Mm, Nietzsche said that. And so the last fourth thing that we want is the the thing we really want the most is access to intimacy. Can you honestly feel that you are with people and around people where you can take your mask off and be the real you and share the truth? Mm. And are you able to provide that for others so that they can feel seen and heard by you rather than judged? Do people feel safe in your your presence to be able to tell the truth? Or are you Mm -hmm. the type of person that just so fearful of the truth, they can't actually share the truth of who they are around you. Mm, yeah. You know, are you that type of person? So intimacy is the, is the word for that. The ability to be into me, I see. The ability to see and hear someone and and have them feel the same around you. That's the goal. Yeah. And that's where the the rewards of the work come. That's amazing. I'm going to take those notes down. Everybody be taking notes because that was really great. Okay, so I'm going to move on to some Facebook questions. I have a question mm-hmm. from Dante who asks, how do I deal with a toxic family? Like, I feel like cutting them off would be too drastic, but how do I distance mm-hmm. myself? I can totally resonate. I was living under the illusion that I was in a toxic family dynamic with my parents, that my truth wasn't acceptable to them, that they didn't approve, and they were always hypercritical when I re- when then I, when in fact I was not living congruent with myself. Mm. And they were merely reacting to my incongruency with myself. And so it was a big wake-up call. I had to get out of my own victimhood about it. And so I don't know your situation, Dante, but I would first and foremost go back and use the relationships. It's okay to give yourself some space and a pause. If you're completely dysregulated, do that. Do all of the self-care necessary to regulate your nervous system so that you can approach it with a intention of healing. And the way that you do that once you're there is you then take on 
being around them, if it's not too dangerous, if, you, if you're not going to be, you know, if your health is in jeopardy, don't be around them, but you got to protect yourself. There's an opportunity there to use the current relationship as a spiritual practice. I have clients coming to me constantly who are like, should I stay? Should I go? I said, well, can you pause? Are you in an emergency where you have to go? They say, no. I said, all right, great. So if you don't have to go, then why don't you use the current relationship as the spiritual practice for the work of healing yourself? Because they're going to trigger you and we're going to use every mm-hmm. trigger as an opportunity to go inside to the core wound that this is triggering. Because whatever's triggering you is not coming from now. Right. It's that old version. So if you can use yeah. the, the current relationship as a spiritual practice, you have an opportunity to heal it. If you don't and you cut and run, mm-hmm. well, guess what? That wound is still there. It's going to show up elsewhere. That's true. It doesn't heal. Somebody else is going to bring that up. Oh, my goodness. That's Does actually that make such sense? A great... Yes. Cause it's... So yes. yes yeah, you people can want to run up. away, but it's... Yeah. It's better you to could. deal with it and heal. You could. Mm-hmm. You could very much. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't run away. I'm saying go ahead. But whatever they're bringing up from you is still there. Mm-hmm. There's a disconnect from you that they're exposing. So do you want to just cut and run and say, oh, they're toxic. They're toxic. I don't want to deal with that. That's what most of us do when we play the victim. Or mm-hmm. what I do, what we get our students to do is, what our clients to do is, listen, this is an opportunity. Whatever they're bringing up is is about you anyway. This is about your relationship with you anyway. Why don't we use it and then see what happens? And people mm-hmm. are finding that on the other side of doing that, the relationship with those toxic people start to change. And they yeah. reveal that the toxicity was that they were the, – the, the family members were exposing parts of them that they didn't yet love. Mm. So then when you go to love them, all of a sudden, one of two things are going to happen. Number one, they don't bring up those triggers anymore and there's a healing that's happened within the relationships. We see that happening all the time with our clients. Or number two is going to happen where you then have healed those wounds. You then understand the codependent dynamics between the two of you you and that other person between the dynamic. And all of a sudden, when you heal that, you reach a different level of energy, of conversation, that that might then end up kind of moving away from that relationship because you're moved towards others. Mm -hmm. You're not leaving because of resentment, but you're leaving because you're called to a greater conversation without resentment. It's transformed for the better. Exactly. So it's your choice. And that's the cool thing. People ask me, should I say, you're going to know, you're going to find out when you turn around and go inside, the the voice inside will be able to tell you what to do. It always kind of resolves itself when you take it on. Yeah. And I mean, it's okay if you really can't deal with it now, but just know that it's something that's going to creep up that you might have to deal with later. Mm, Totally. You can't avoid it. It's up to the person. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So now I have some rapid fire questions that I like to ask all of our guests. Uh-huh. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, Nima, what does your dream life look like? My dream life looks like a beautiful waterfront property on in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, mm. where I have a guest house where it is my kind of my man cave. And it's a place where I can have a host family and friends visiting from all over the world. And the place is big enough that I can have my healing retreats. 
once a year Ooh. where I invite my tribe. How many people come to your retreats? Each time? Typically, yeah. Uh, 20, maximum of 20. Okay. And so an ability to host them there. And then once a month in a different part of the world, as I have a tribe in Vancouver, in Europe and in Australia. So I'm traveling mm -hmm. to different areas and I'm already doing that by the way. Uh, but I, uh, yeah. And, and also twice a year hosting a facilitators retreat where I'm teaching coaches and healers my methodology so that they can pass that on to others because of the amount of people that are in need of healing these past wounds and traumas. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Uh, definitely The Untethered Soul. Ooh, that's a good one. The Untethered Soul yeah. is a great one by Michael Singer. Mm -hmm. What is one habit that has changed your life? Meditation and journaling. Meditation for sure. Definitely changed. How long do you meditate for? What's your routine? Today I meditated for 10 minutes. Sometimes I go an hour. Most times I'll do 25 to 30 minutes. But sometimes it depends if I'm checking in regularly and I'll be like, oh, I need to connect with myself. I meditated for about 10 minutes and mm -hmm. I was in the shower today. So it's, uh, it's an ongoing thing. I, could, I sit down and definitely when I don't make time to do it, it yeah. impacts my day. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? Get a coach. <laughs> Get a coach to walk you through your un unknown. Find someone who's doing and resonating mm -hmm. with what you are looking to become and who just who's w willing to call you out and make you really uncomfortable for the sake of your healing and then the last one finish the sentence the most amazing part about life is love the most amazing part about life is love that's what it's all about all right dr nima where can we find you online my website i believe it's in the show notes drnima.com and my Facebook page uh, is Nima Romani, and uh, definitely I'm going to encourage you to join the Facebook community. Trigger Proof is my uh, Facebook community where I'm giving free content, and every piece of content that you watch ends up really regulating your nervous system. So you can put in the show notes the link to the yeah. Facebook group. I'd love to have any of you who, uh, if you're if you're resonating with what I'm saying, you have any specific questions, I'd love to make content to answer it for you. Love it. And of course, I'll link everything. Thank you so much for being on the show. I learned so much and I just really respect and admire the work you do. Keep doing what you do. Thank you. I will. Appreciate you. All right. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Nima Romani. Now I'm going to wrap up with some key takeaways from our conversation. The first takeaway is the fact that a lot of physical ailments and chronic issues stem from deeply rooted stress and trauma. And with our medical system, the way things are, we typically only solve the physical ailments on the surface. Maybe the doctor prescribes pills or you go to the chiropractor just to fix your back, but we're not aware of the deeper emotional things that are happening that are causing your body to react in the way that it's reacting so you have to learn to go deeper to become aware of your traumas and your past stories that are creating tensions in your body and do the work to heal the root cause 
And if you do the work to heal the emotional, then the physical heals much faster. And if you just heal the physical, the emotional issues will still be there. It will be underlying. And that's why physical ailments, chronic issues come back, you know? Another takeaway is to use triggers for your spiritual growth and healing. This is not easy, my friends, but it's something that is really transformative if you could learn to recognize triggers as an opportunity to heal yourself, as an opportunity to grow. Usually, our natural response is to avoid triggers, is to run away, is to play the victim and get angry or blame other people for triggering us. But really, triggers are revealing the issues that you have, the stuff that you haven't dealt with when you were a child. Just stuff that you've buried down for so long that you don't even recognize what you're doing. And the powerful thing is to learn to use triggers for your growth. Instead of pushing them away, ask yourself, why is this so triggering? Why am I getting mad about this? Why does this bother me? Try to figure out the story that you're telling yourself in your head related to this and see how you can resolve this, how you can bring back love, self-love into the story. And a lot of the time, we have the same underlying negative beliefs that are underneath all of this trauma. The beliefs that we are unworthy, we are unloved, or not feeling safe at one point in our lives. Not feeling safe can show up in fear in so many other areas of life. Lastly, I want to wrap up with the four goals that you want to keep in mind in your healing journey. The first goal is to have emotional regulation, to be able to be calm and still on the inside regardless of whatever's happening on the outside, regardless of like other people's emotions, to not take on too much of the negativity or the craziness. Number two is to have healthy relationships with everybody. So Dr. Nima says that you want to make sure that there's no room in the world that you aren't afraid to walk into. So nobody that you have bad blood with, nobody that you'd feel awkward to be in the same room with. And I feel like we all have people in our lives that come to mind when we talk about this. So use that as an opportunity to do something to maybe close the loop or resolve whatever needs to be resolved. The third goal is to have a cause or meaning or purpose greater than you to work towards. You want to find a why that will fuel you and motivate you to push through any adversity. The last one is access to intimacy. So to have the ability to be authentic and vulnerable with people and also to allow them to be authentic and vulnerable with you. You have to be able to hold that space for people without having any judgment for other people. By the way, if you guys haven't checked out my healing workshop on YouTube yet and you're interested in all of this, definitely check it out because it's a free video with a free workbook to help you discover the stories within that you've been telling yourself all the emotional traumas the stress that you've been putting on yourself and do the work to heal on that deep level so i'm sending you all so much love i hope you can heal from whatever you need to heal from resolve whatever you need to resolve and i will talk to you next time all right that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening to the lavender lifestyle if you like this podcast please show your support by leaving a review on itunes lastly you can catch me on youtube and instagram at lavender where i have even more content for the artist of life sending you so much love bye